What's going on, friends and fam? Thank you guys so much for watching Every Day is a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great episode. Episode 22, Finding a Diamond in the Rough. Hey, guys, if you guys have been following along with my storyline, been able to watch it, you guys um, would understand that I went through a kind of a nasty divorce, uh, you know, how to kind of deal with losing my two little ones and not being there for their every waking moment, you know, so got into the dating game and eventually stumbled upon that diamond in the rough. That's my wife. So that's kind of what today's episode is about. But before we get into today's episode, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit since we're in the month of May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I just want to make sure everybody out there that you're doing okay. If you are doing okay, make sure you're checking on others out there to make sure they're doing okay. Um, you know, especially our veterans and uh, people out there that have, you know, been through some really dramatic or traumatic experiences. Um, you know, make sure you're reaching out to those uh, people and, you know, not just, you know, just because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, but you should be checking on these people in general. And also, there's kind of a fairly new number out there that people can um, call. It's for the... It's uh, the Lifeline Crisis um, number, and it's uh, 988. And it's a pretty easy number to call, and it puts you in touch with someone. And um, to my understanding, it is discreet as long as you want to be discreet. And uh, someone that is, you know, uh, equipped or, you know, able to help you or at least put you in the right direction, um, you know, there's those resources out there. And there's other um, numbers out there to call as well. But, you know, just don't feel like you're alone and, and don't feel afraid that you can't reach out to, you know, someone like myself or your friends, uh, co-workers, you know, people out there that are going through something, you know, the same or, you know, as someone that maybe you just kind of need them to listen, go to those kind of people and talk to them, get things off your chest. I assure you, uh, talking things out, do it does help, you know, so don't get stuck in your head. Don't allow the mindset to be the best you, you know what I mean? So try to work through things and try to, you know, try to solve these things relatively quick. We don't, you know, we're not always guaranteed tomorrow. So you don't want to have some mindset in your life that prevents you from, you know, having relationships further in yourself in a career, doing something you really want to do, um, you know, all these things. So uh, having a clear mind, a, a healthy mindset, definitely helps us get things accomplished but without further ado guys let's go ahead and get in today's episode episode 22 Arr. All right, friends and fam, let's go ahead and get into today's episode, episode 22, Finding a Diamond in the Rough. All right, so at this point in time in my life, um, before, right before I met my wife, um, I had decided to get on the whole dating app thing and um, tried it, you know, a couple dates on the dating app. It didn't always go so well. Had some pretty interesting uh, encounters. So if you haven't uh, been able to watch the last episode, go listen to some of the funny encounters that I had while I was trying this whole dating app 
Um, and like I said, I kind of got tired of the whole, you know, game that you had to play. So I kind of just got to a level of like, screw it, man. I'm just going to throw throw it out there and uh, see what people think. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, uh, you know, I, I just was very upfront about my life and, and things I liked and, and all that stuff. So um, when I finally came across my wife, we were very blunt, you know, talking about things that we liked sexually, um, things of that nature, things that we, you know, like to do and enjoyed. Um, so, you know, we've, you know, getting that to those levels of being able to ask questions and, and almost, almost like an interview, <laughs> um, you know, just kind of asking a lot of questions that sometimes we don't ask while we're in a relationship or we're kind of too afraid to ask. Um, I just got to the level, like I, I don't, I don't want to be a fake person. I want to be upfront. I want to be honest about myself. One of the biggest things that I always thought that was kind of against me is, you know, I do like to uh, smoke weed and um, a lot of people don't really, you know, necessarily agree with it or anything of that. So I always kind of struggled with that. So luckily, once I met my wife, it was boom. You know, I could I I didn't tell her like right off like the very first date or nothing like that because I didn't want to scare her off. But. Um, within about the first week of kind of dating, I just was telling her like, Hey, listen, and the good thing is, is she has a best friend that, um, is a avid weed smoker herself. So, and her husband as well. So it kind of helped the situation and it wasn't so bad. And, um, it wasn't like a total like omen or something like, ah, I can't date you cause you smoke or anything. Um, but she wasn't, uh, when, when I first, you know, introduced it to her and talked to her about it. She didn't like it. She didn't think it was, you know, something for her. So she's always been more of the drinking type. But um, I want to say that I've got her to change her views, change her mind on it, and kind of see a different, you know, aspect of it other than uh, just like the things that everybody has kind of portrayed it to be in the past, um, as well as like, hey, I'm still successful. I can still manage my life be a dad be uh uh you know have a profession all those things and still uh be okay i'm not just sitting there at home you know wasting my life away um but when i met my wife you know she had uh three three young boys and all her boys are very close in age um you know they're like just like a, like it's almost like a year you know year and some change but um they all were, you know, I think when I first met them, uh, they were like three, four or five. Um, and her middle son is an autistic, uh, little dude and he's nonverbal. Um, he's what you would consider high on the, uh, like, you know, I mean, low on the spectrum in terms of he's nonverbal. Uh, there's a lot of things that he has to be assisted with. Uh, but he's still able to do a lot of things. I mean, um, he just needs assistance. Like when he uses the restroom, um, he's not good at like, uh, if you were to give him a bowl of cereal with some milk and stuff, like he's just, his coordination and stuff like that isn't as good. Um, but you know, when I first met my wife, I wasn't clear or, uh, didn't really understand autism. I had no clue kind of what it was. 
I had, you know, heard the word and stuff like that, but never really had anybody in my family or anybody that I've ever kind of, you know, come across have autism. So I didn't know how to like generally like, Oh, you know what it was or anything. So, um, I've learned a lot getting to, you know, have a stepson with autism. And, um, you know, I think he's, we've been really good for each other. Um, but when I first met my wife, uh, we kind of met up at a pool and stuff like that. She had her three boys. They were all swimming, brought some Gatorade. We had a really good interaction. It was, you know, cool. Um, her, the, the autistic dude, one thing about him is he's a really good swimmer. He is like a little fish and he just loves to swim. Um, and it's just crazy because he's never really had lessons or nothing. He just kind of knows how to swim. And uh, we just do got to kind of monitor him a little bit because he does typically kind of like inhale or drink the water. So um, we got to kind of watch that and not allow it too much or otherwise he kind of gets sick. So, um, but anyhow, you know, we're hanging out at the pool. Um, you know, I had said kind of a little bit about the story before I had went to my buddies in Long Beach, got trashed, um, <laughs> came home and we hung out and that was our first like hanging out by ourselves and stuff like that. And we just really hit it off, you know, and, um, she just was very, you know, I've never had a lady or a woman in my life who was just, you know, very, she was very catering to me. Like she just, man, always wanted to like make me, you know, lunch, make me dinner, bring me something. She just always, um, was, you know, wanting to do those kind of things. I worked really early in the morning, uh, while I was working before I went out on uh, dis disability. Um, I was, you know, getting up every morning. She was getting up, making my lunches for me and, and, uh, my coffee and always leaving little notes for me. And uh, just something I had never really had experienced with anybody before. So, uh, she definitely, you know, made me feel, uh, special and stuff like that. And like I said, uh, being able to be myself and be a hundred percent with her too, made things so much easier because in the past I was always used to having to like, kind of like hide around or, you know, go out, cover, you know, cover my smoke up or something. And, um, you know, with her, I could just be myself and, uh, she was very accepting of me. We hit it off really quick. Um, you know, she had been, uh, you know, going through her divorce uh, she was pretty early into her divorce. Um, and I had already at this point in time, I think I want to say, man, I was about five years uh, already away from my ex at the time. Um, so we just, you know, hit it off and she got into a position where she needed to, to get out of her place. I kind of was, you know, struggling with my bills and stuff like that. So once again, you know, I <laughs> moved things very fast she moved in and uh, of course it, the great thing about it is is it all ended up working out really good for us um but the thing about it is is that um her family really kind of wasn't really over her past relationship and so they weren't exactly um excited about me coming into her life 
Um, so they were very reluctant on meeting me. We didn't really start off the relationship on a good, you know, on a good foot to me um, in the way that it kind of started because uh, they weren't ready to meet me. And that's fine. That's okay. You know, they're, they're entitled to that. Um, it just wasn't great for uh, a relationship to kind of start off that way. And, you know, <laughs> but, you know, we just went ahead and kept going forward. And unfortunately, kind of where the families lied with everything, uh, we kind of did a little marriage on our own. And um, I had, so I'll go back up before I get into the marriage. Um, I'll talk about how we got the whole engagement and stuff. So um, we had went up to Big Bear Lake area. Her and I got ourselves a little cabin. It was super cool. Had like a little jacuzzi in it. It was kind of like a studio uh, cabin type thing, you know, only like one, like an open room and stuff like that. The, the jacuzzi was there. It was super cool. Fire, um, cool atmosphere, cool, you know, scenery. Um, so we go up to Big Bear and um, I'm nervous as hell, you know, because I know I'm going to propose to her and. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm a nervous wreck knowing that I'm going to be having to propose to her during this time. So I'm trying to find that moment in that time. I didn't really have a idea of when or where it was going to be. I just knew I was going to do it. So, uh, we're just chilling and, you know, I just, I think I just blurted it out, you know, and, and, uh, had the ring and, and, course she said yes i will marry you and we got engaged in uh big bear and uh at this point in time we we didn't really know exactly when we do it we just knew we were going to get married relatively quick after our engagement um so uh we go ahead and we end up getting you know married in august of uh 2015 and um we do this kind of a small wedding uh, because, for one, her parents weren't really, like I said, exactly on board with us getting married and, and kind of moving fast. It was kind of, I think, a little bit too fast for them. Um, but my parent, it was my dad, my stepmom, and uh, they were the only two that had showed up, and it was uh, myself and my wife. And uh, we kind of did this small ceremony, and, you know, we got married. And boom, you know, here we are, we're married and, uh, we are living, we've been living together this whole time. So, uh, nothing changed there. Um, except now we're trying to get ourselves into a bigger home and we want to go ahead and purchase a home. So, uh, that's what we do. We end up getting ourselves into a very nice big home. Um, it was like a sheesh, man, like a five bedroom uh, like around a little over, th I mean, it was around 3000 square feet, very, uh, big home for the family. It was a nice place for us all. And, uh, that's kind of where we first started. Now there are challenges of course that come with, you know, uh, bringing two families together. Here I am. I have two kids from my previous marriage. She has three boys from her previous marriage. And now we're trying to bring our lives together Our in, and we both have our own schedules with our kids. So, uh, my schedule was, I had my kids, 
every first, third, and if there was a fifth weekend of the month. And then her schedule is, is, and it, it had changed. I mean, there was, it was for a while there, we had the kids pretty much primarily all the time. And then eventually it changed to uh, like, a, we had them almost every single weekend and, and, and something like that. And then now it's to, and it's been this way for several years now is that it's basically 50, 50. Uh, we do our, our uh, transfers on, uh, on Fridays. So, um, you know, it's pretty, it works out now. We're all adapted to it, but you know, adapting to these kind of things, all that first, wow, it is really a challenge, especially when they're all very little and, you know, here they are used to different rules, different, um, ways of living from, you know, house to house. So, uh, you know, I got to say that our marriage right off rip was very challenging because, you know, we're for one, she's still kind of dealing a lot. You know, her marriage is still very new. I still got a lot of stuff going on with my ex and then I got older kids and then she's got younger kids and you know, uh, you're just trying to deal with whenever my kids are coming over, her kids are coming over. We have all of our kids all at one time, you know, uh, it could either go, it's really fun or it's, it's really crazy and everybody's fighting and net you're just basically being a referee. Um, so you got to say that, you know, those kind of things were very challenging for a, a, a new, uh, marriage, you know, cause we're both not really used to this life of, you know, getting married and, and having to share a life, share parenting with, you know, sets of kids. Um, but, you know, it seems like throughout the years, uh, we've had our struggles. We definitely have had our struggles. It is hard. It is a lot of work. But, you know, uh, communication, being transparent, all those kind of things, and just working through uh, things is, is just very important. And, you know, always got to keep your kids in mind as well when you're making your decisions or, you know, putting things in place to protect your children, uh, you know, and not everybody always agrees, you know, when it comes to different ways of, you know, how to raise your kids and whether they should have phones, whether they shouldn't have phones, at what age should they have phones? Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you're faced with that parents weren't necessarily faced with. And it's just in a different kind of way. I know parents were always, we're always faced with things with our children. It's just, you know, at what point in time, what, what are the things going on? And just so happens that in our world, it's technology, um, you know, because being able to access any web or anything like that, it, it, there's access to everybody. Everybody has access to you. So um, unfortunately, we live in a scary day where web and there's a lot of smart people out there that know how to hack things and know how to get into things and know how to manipulate things and make it not look right. So. Um, you know, it's hard this day. It's hard this day and age to co-parent, to bring parents together and be on the same page. And co-parenting is, is been one of the biggest struggles I think I've ever had is trying to, uh, live, you know, and, and, and agree with my ex-wife, with my two older kids and how, you know, things as they're getting faced, how it should be addressed or how we should, you know, go forward with it. Her and I just couldn't see eye to eye on how to raise those two kids 
So everything tend to be a fight or, um, you know, and, and then unfortunately a lot of things that I have said or thought may happen, have come true in so many manners. And it's been, you know, unfortunate to see some of the things outplay when you knew it was going to go down that way. Um, it's like, you know, predicting a car crash and then just watching it happen. Um, that's kind of exactly what I was faced with, with, uh, with my kids and, and some of the things that I seen or experienced, but, uh, you know, divorce is rough. It is rough. And then trying to remarry and then having kids, having exes to deal with. And then, you know, you're dealing with two sets of exes. You got your ex, they got their ex, you know, and then those ex, those exes te- tend to get married and then they, then now they have a partner and then there's someone else involved to this situation. So man, it turns into a big spider web and it's really hard when a lot of times you just don't agree as people, as parents. And that's probably why more than most likely the marriage is going to work out. But then now here you are trying to go raise and, 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 um, you know, do, you know, do things with your kids, but you're on two different play fields. And every time the kids go from one house to the next house, they're, you know, there's change of rules, change of houses. It's, it's gotta be rough. And I understand that, you know, but at least I gotta say, and, and, you know, if there's any good of it, at least I could say that the world kind of is work, you know, is that way. Anyways, you don't, you do, you, you do go through a lot of changes in life. You don't always have the same bosses. You don't always have the same coworkers. You don't always stay in the same job. You don't always stay in the same schools. So, um, you know, I, at least there's ways that you can probably have a little bit easier time mitigating in life, you know, changes. Cause I know as, as a kid from divorce and a you know product of divorce, and then I divorced. Um, I can say that you know it did help me um, navigate through a lot of things that I was faced with as an adult. Um, you know, with all the different changes and things that I had to go through, and then once you know going through divorce, I'm just like, good lord, another thing in my life that I have to you know go through an obstacle. But, you know, I just, I would advise you guys out there is, you know, try to do your best to make your relationships work. Don't go into getting in relationships unless you know they're going to work, you know, and things of that nature. Because it's, you know, it's a rough world out there and dating and stuff like that is really hard. But don't go, you know, trying to rush into things or, or have society, you know, have a whole you know, uh, influence on you and making a decision. Um, do you, you know, make the right decisions for yourself. So that way you don't got to suffer later. Cause don't forget that you're the ones that's got to live with the decisions that you end up making. No matter what people are saying, you're the one that's got to live with it, or you're the one that's got to deal with the outcome of it. Them, they're just the peanut gallery telling you do this. Don't do this. Yay. 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 No, no, no. So, you know, uh, follow your, your heart desires and what you think it's going to do. And, uh, you got to live with each and every, uh, you know, decision you make. Um, but marriage, you know, is hard, but I'm glad that I was able to find my wife now. And we've been able to work through a lot of things. And a lot of it has to do with just, you know, trying to be, you know, communicate. We've had some major blowups and major, you know, things and trying to work through it all because, mentally we've always had 
a bad mental state of mind. You know, we've dealt with a lot of things and we haven't dealt with <laughs> is, is more or less the thing. So, um, and now that we've been able to kind of deal with things, uh, makes our relationship so much nicer and easier to deal with and react to things when you're able to kind of just, uh, you know, have a clear mind and not, you're not so on the defense mode all the time or feel like, you know, you got to defend yourself. Um, it's a, just a lot easier to live. Um, but my wife and I, um, when we were dating and stuff like that, you know, I think we had kind of briefly talked about having a kid, you know, and I think we both kind of wanted to have that life where we raise a kid together and we're not separated and we don't have to share a kids, you know, things of that. And, um, also in my head too, I wanted to, uh, kind of have a chance at, uh, being a better dad, you know, a, 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 have an opportunity to have that chance to be a better dad, you know, a second time around. And, um, a lot of that has definitely happened. I'm, you know, I'm definitely making great strides and I've, I've already given him a better life for sure at this age, you know, up to his age than I was able to for my other kids, just for the sheer fact that, you know, um, I was put out on disability a hundred percent, um, through the VA, um, back in 2018. And then once I, in, in back then my son was like a little dude. So he, he'll never even remember me working whatsoever. My older two, that's all they probably remember is just dad always having to work. Dad had all these other act, you know, extra activities going on and things of that nature. So I was always kind of trying to keep myself, I think, busy to stay out of my mind the best I could. Um, but us having, you know, another guy, it, it, it has been very rewarding. It is crazy to restart, you know, after my daughter is already in college and my son, he's 17, uh, next year he'll be 18, my gosh. And so I'll have two adult kids and then we have her three. And then, you know, there's that, I think there's about a five year gap or so uh, between um, our littlest one and her youngest one. So starting all over wasn't a bad choice, I, in my opinion, yeah. Um, you give up a lot of your freedoms, obviously, and stuff like that. But as they get older, you know, you start finding yourself back into having a lot of freedom and extra time because they're gone at school or in some kind of activity. And my gosh, it goes by so fast. And uh, I've enjoyed being a dad this, this go around. Um, I've enjoyed being able to watch him grow. I, I, I love being that I can be here for every waking moment and he can cry and say, dad, you know, I, I need this or mom. And I can be like, what's going on? You know, or I just love that, you know, I have that opportunity to be better and, and also show my older kids too, like, Hey, and, and I've, we, I've taught to them and I've expressed to them that I know I wasn't the best of father to them. And I know, I could have done a lot better and that I just hope that you guys can see that you guys have made me want to be a better dad and to be a better dad. So I'm giving you know, that opportunity to your little brother. And I'm also trying to do that now. And, um, unfortunately our, our relationships with my older ones transitioning kind of from that, uh, parenting into like a friendship parenting, uh, type of thing. Like I'm already, um, you know, me and my daughter, we've kind of transitioned from, 
me kind of being her dad, which I'm always going to be her dad, but more into like kind of being a friend and us, you know, being able to talk about things, um, you know, and just have fun, joke around and, and not feel so like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to tell my dad this. Like, you know, it's more like, Oh, I'm going to tell my dad, you know, and see what he says. So I'm glad that, you know, um, I've had this second opportunity. I hate that I had to uh, experience so much that I had experience and I couldn't be a very good dad to my kids, you know, my older two. And, um, I will always, you know, have that burden a little bit in my heart that I wasn't the best dad I could have been to them. And, um, you know, I forever will be sorry that I wasn't, but all I can do is, you know, move forward and do what I can do today. And, and that's all I'm going to do and, and try to make tomorrow better than the next day. Always trying to move forward. Um, I'm always going to keep doing that. I love my kids. I, I love to see them grow. I'm hoping the best for each and every one of them and that they all grow up and not have to go through half the things that myself or even their mom has gone through, you know, and try to give them tools and try to educate them in ways that I didn't get as a kid. Um, you know, we just sometimes pass our kids off as kids, which at some ages I agree, you know, there's, there's a certain age in life that there's things they don't really need to know because at a point in time they'll be old enough to know things. And then it's just like, they don't get a break from all of it. So I do think that there's a certain age in time where kids don't need to know things, don't need to be into parent things and, uh, just be a kid. And then at some point in time though, you need to start talking to your kids when they get older and you see that they are starting to mature and, you know, give them tools and give them, you know, instruments that can help guide them. I mean, it's hard because we didn't, we're not living in the day that they lived in and they're not living in the day that we lived in. It's a completely day and you know, different day and age. Um, but all we can do is give them the tools and the knowledge and the experiences that we learned, you know, had to learn from. So try to give those little things, you know, those little nuggets to your kids so they can maybe not go down that same path, or maybe it doesn't have to be so rough as something you had experienced, you know, um, as generations go on, there's some things in generations that are probably good habits that we want to do, but there's probably some generational bad habits that as you know, it's, it's our job in our generation to kind of try to break cycles, not keep cycles going, especially the bad habit ones. Um, the good habits ones, you know, obviously you keep those kind of going and flourish, but the bad habit one, you want to stop that at your generation. So that way the next generation, it doesn't keep on going and it's not a, a you know, circling circling because my gosh i'm already what like on my dad's side like a third generation divorce and um you know my mom's side uh luckily uh, my grandparents never got a divorce but my mom and dad did so on that side i'm a second generation divorce so uh, i'm hoping my own my kids don't have to go through any of that so i'm trying to you know give them all that i can and try to steer them in uh, directions that I can, but obviously it's their life, their, their minds, and they're going to make the decisions that they want to make. But anyways, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, 
If you guys have the chance, please go back, like, subscribe. It really helps out the channel. doesn't cost a thing. But anyways, I hope you guys are having a great day, great week, great month, whatever it may be. Don't let it kick your ass, kick its ass. Er, until next time, boom.